Welcome to the Daring DVM podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, veterinary life coach, life work alignment pro, and UC Davis vet school grad. Hey everybody, how are you all doing today? Welcome to episode 17 of the Daring DVM podcast. I am coming up on the end of my week here and seriously looking forward to the weekend. It's been a full week here for me at the office and as I sit down to record this episode, I can tell you that my brain is telling me that it would rather be outside enjoying the sunshine than sitting in here. When I record, I have to hang these big moving blankets on each wall and over the window of my office for the sound quality, and it turns the room into like a dark cave. So although it's a lovely summer morning outside, I've retreated in here to my recording cave to get some work done for you. So thanks for joining me and listening in. And I hope that you are as excited for your weekend as I am for mine. Before I dive in, this is your weekly reminder to please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. By doing this, you are helping me reach more people with this information so that they too can apply it to their lives and start to feel better. And if you haven't done so yet, come over to at DaringDVM on Instagram and say hello. Trust me, I do actually love hearing from you. I don't just say that, I really do. So, what I want to talk about today is how to accept and to process negative emotion. Woohoo! How exciting is that? This is really an important part of coaching. In order to achieve any goal you have in life, Whether it be personal or career-related, you have to have the ability and the willingness to feel negative emotion, which most of us are kind of resistant to doing. I see a lot of this in the self-help and personal development industries, where people are promoting this idea of positive thinking. You have to just think positively and have positive emotions and do things that make you happy. And I think because of this, there can sometimes be a misconception that this is what life coaching is all about. It's only about feeling good and finding ways to feel happy and only focusing on positive affirmations. And yeah, this does have a role in the process of creating the life you want, but it's not the reality of life. And in fact, striving for this ideal rainbows and daisies and permanent happiness is only going to cause you more pain. According to the Wiktionary, happiness is a positive and pleasant emotion, ranging from contentment to intense joy. Notice, the definition of happiness is not the absence of negative emotion and just being in a state of bliss all the time. Society often teaches us, and we seem to believe, 
that we're supposed to be happy all the time. And if you're not happy, then you should strive for happiness. And if you're not finding it easily, well, then you're doing it wrong. And I think, and what we teach in life coaching, is that there is no unwritten rule saying that you're supposed to be happy 100% of the time. So I think that's a huge misconception and actually what prevents many of us from creating our own happiness in the first place. What I mean by this is that when we don't feel positive all of the time, we end up feeling guilty about not feeling positive. It's like externally we're being told that we're supposed to feel happy, but internally we don't always feel this way. And as a result, we often think that something is wrong with us or with our lives. I see this frequently in new clients. They think they should feel positive all the time. And they are chasing an idealized version of a life that doesn't truly exist. I've mentioned this concept before, and it is what I truly believe, the idea that life is 50-50. Half of your emotions will be negative, half of your time on this earth will involve feeling negative in one way or another, and the reason that you feel as if your life is mostly negative, like more than 50% negative, is because you are resisting and not allowing your negative emotions to be present. When you resist your negative emotions, you struggle against them, and this creates more negativity. So it skews your perception, and you end up feeling more like 80% negative and only 20% positive emotion in your life. Let me give you an example of this. An example would be, say you make a medical mistake. You feel bad about it. You are worried about the patient. You may be scared that they are painful. And instead of allowing yourself to process through these emotions of sadness, worry, being scared, you instead resist them and get angry at yourself for making a mistake. You beat yourself up and add on feelings of shame and guilt and incompetence. And as a result, you end up feeling even worse. Now remember... A medical mistake is just something that has happened in your life. When you think about the self-coaching model, it is just a circumstance. You get to choose what you think and feel about it. And I think part of the problem is that a lot of what happens in the self-help industry is you have these self-proclaimed gurus telling you that mistakes happen and that you shouldn't feel bad about it and that you should just move on and find something positive to focus on. And this creates a disconnect between you and your emotions. And I think it further adds to feelings of negativity because it just doesn't sit right. It's not authentic. What I would offer is that it is perfectly okay to allow and feel the negative emotions that come up for you when you make a medical mistake. You don't have to try to gloss over it. It is okay to choose to feel sad, to feel worried, to feel scared. These are appropriate emotions for a situation like this. 
being alive, being a human, being a doctor on this planet means that you will experience both positive and negative emotions. Our human existence is not to just feel happy all the time. In fact, if there were no contrast of human emotion, how would you ever even know or experience what true happiness is? The only way to know what feels positive is to have experience with what feels negative too. There is no happiness without unhappiness. They are two sides of the same coin. And this is why it is so important to learn how to manage your mind. When we forget that life is 50-50 and we try to push away any kind of unhappiness or disappointment or fear or frustration, then we disconnect from our true selves. And this feels inauthentic and awful. When I allow myself to believe that we are supposed to feel negative emotion as a normal part of our lives, I immediately feel a sense of relaxation and peace, relief, not only in regards to my own life, but also to those around me. I don't expect other people to be pleasant and lovely and happy and in a good mood all the time, which means that I don't get frustrated or upset when they're not. Feeling good and being positive all the time is just not realistic. And it's not healthy. I think that having a full healthy life means embracing the contrast in the world. Embracing both the negative and the positive. It's through acceptance that we gain inner peace. A relatable example for us vets is having and loving our pets. When you have a furry best friend, you are opening yourself up to pain and frustration that you would not have experienced otherwise. This is because you open yourself up to experiencing a deep love of them. And by welcoming in love, you are also welcoming in pain. Welcoming both of those into our lives is part of the human experience. And I think as veterinarians, we recognize that in having pets, we are going to experience a lot of pain and grief somewhere along the line. And yet, we still love them and bring them into our lives and our homes, knowing that there will be times of pain and suffering to come. Now, you could, in theory, choose to always stay at home and never leave and never enter into any kind of relationship and never have any pets, never have children, as all these things will open you up to experiencing pain. But then you're going to miss out on the full experience of being alive. So if you think about it, the more you want to feel alive, the more negative emotion you have to be willing to experience. Now the next part to remember about this is that we create all of our own negative emotions. They don't just happen to you. We create them with our thoughts the way that we think about something. Our negative emotions come from the thoughts we choose to think. And that does not mean that anything has gone wrong. I would offer, though, that if you are consistently feeling more than 50% negative in your life, that is an indicator to connect with yourself 
and to become more conscious and aware of what you're thinking. With my coaching clients, this shows up as resisting and avoiding emotion because they haven't established the skill of feeling emotions and processing them all the way through. Resisting an emotion is the inability to accept it. And as a result, you try to push it away. It's like taking an inflatable beach ball and trying to hold it beneath the surface of the water. And the deeper down you try to push it, the more force it exerts back at you. And at some point, you can't struggle against it anymore and the ball erupts through the surface. Kind of like an angry outburst. Avoiding an emotion is when instead of allowing yourself to feel the negative emotion, you distract yourself with something else. Most commonly, we tend to think of this in cases of overeating or overdrinking, but we can also see it in people who overexercise or overwork. These people are all buffering. They all are trying to find ways to distract themselves from being present in their own lives. So, one of the first things we do in coaching is we learn how to feel our feelings. For those of you who watch reality dating shows, sometimes a person will say that they are feeling some kind of way. And what I want to help you with through coaching is how to figure out what that kind of way is. Sharing and feeling your feelings is how you really connect with yourself. Feeling your feelings is the most courageous thing that you can do. And when you reach a place where you're willing to feel any emotion, that is when you become willing to take any action because you won't be afraid of the emotion that might accompany it. What I would offer as a way of practicing this and my challenge to you this week is to spend 10 to 15 minutes each day to allow yourself to feel any negative emotion that you're feeling. The way you do this is by sitting down and describing that emotion in your body. How does it feel in your body? Is there a tightness in your chest? Do you feel hot or cold? Is this feeling heavy? Do you experience tenseness in your shoulders? Are your temples throbbing? Are you sweating? What are the physical sensations you are experiencing? What is it like to actually feel this emotion? For many of you, this experience of taking time to be in the discomfort of a negative emotion will be new and challenging. However, if you take the time each day to just allow whatever negative emotion you're feeling to come up and to be experienced without resistance, you will learn the skill of how to feel a negative emotion. And a bonus to this is when you learn how to feel a negative emotion, you also learn how to feel a positive emotion because you're learning how to feel. Many of us have resisted and avoided emotion for so long, we literally don't know how to feel. And the best way to learn anything is to practice it consistently. 
just take 10 to 15 minutes a day when you feel yourself wanting to escape. You know what it is that you do to escape from yourself, whether it be resisting or avoiding. When you notice this, then invite yourself to be curious. Whatever it is, anger, sadness, boredom, anxiety, depression, disappointment, can you give yourself 10 to 15 minutes to just experience that emotion and to really notice what it feels like in your body and what it's actually like to experience it. As a personal example, I once had a surgical complication on a patient of mine. For those of you who are curious, the pet ended up being fine. But at the time, I didn't know how things were going to turn out. And for me, what I noticed is that I felt a lot of shame around this. My thoughts were along the lines of me being a relief surgeon who does surgery as a niche service. And by having a surgical complication, I was telling myself that I was incompetent and I was experiencing shame. So what I did was I allowed myself to feel the shame. And let me tell you, it did not feel good. For me, shame feels like a tightness in my upper chest. There's this prickling sensation over my chest and down my arms. The sensation sits heavy, like a thick fog or weighted blanket. I feel cold with hot flashes that come and go in waves. My pulse is quick. And what I did is I allowed all those sensations to come up. And I would just close my eyes and I would breathe through them. And I would name it. In my mind, I would just say, this is shame. This is shame. This is how I feel shame. I would relax my body because emotions grow stronger when you resist them. Think of that beach ball analogy, struggling just below the surface. When you resist the emotion, you feed it. Instead, if you just allow the shame and you treat it as a normal emotion that is just as much a part of the human experience as happiness is, then you will begin to experience it in a way that you haven't before. You will notice that it's just a vibration in your body. It's nothing more than that. And when you can allow yourself to feel it, a side effect is that you will begin to feel stronger and more courageous because you are being true to your lived experience. You feel strong and capable because you can allow an emotion like shame without resisting it or avoiding it. This is so powerful when dealing with a negative emotion, like shame, because shame comes from thinking that there's something wrong with you or that you've done something wrong. So our inclination is to hide and resist it and avoid it. But because I was allowing myself to feel it, I had the opposite experience. I was able to open myself up to it, and this is what allowed me to heal and to move through it. And by moving through it, I was able to open myself up to compassion. I wasn't judging myself anymore. 
I was able to lean into new thoughts, such as, I did everything that I could for that patient. My surgical technique did not differ. Some things are out of my control and that is okay. I can love myself no matter the outcome. This experience also opened me up to feeling deep compassion toward anybody else who experiences shame. And when a client of mine is experiencing shame, I feel so much love and compassion and support towards them. Even if they're not a client, but they're just another doctor or technician or person who I interact with at a hospital, or maybe even just another person out in the world, I still feel this deep compassion and connection. When someone says they're feeling shame, what they are really saying is they are resisting shame. I hear you. I know what you're saying, and I know how to help you because I've been there too. I've done that. I also like to think about how beautiful this is, that shame can lead to compassion. It's another beautiful example of the 50-50 of life. We experience the positive and the negative, the yin and the yang. I think that compassion is so much deeper when we've experienced shame. Success is so much sweeter when we've experienced defeat. Happiness is so much fuller when we've experienced sadness. Hope is so much brighter when we've experienced despair. Without one, we don't have the other. By experiencing our whole range of human emotions, we get to fully experience life and to feel truly alive. Recognize and accept that 50% will be negative. And that doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong. It doesn't mean you need to resist these emotions or avoid them. It just means you need to learn how to accept them and to allow them. You need to learn how to have the experience of a negative emotion and let it process through you as part of your human experience. The final thing I'll say here, and what I think is a common objection to the idea of life being 50-50 and to allowing yourself to feel and experience negative emotion, is that some people think that if they allow themselves to be negative, then other people are not going to want to be around them. What I would offer is that this is not actually true. Allowing and processing negative emotion creates acceptance and peace. There's a difference between allowing yourself to feel an emotion and reacting to it. Most of the time when you see someone who's in a bad mood or who is upset about something, maybe lashing out at another person, it is not because they are truly experiencing their negative emotion. It's actually because they are reacting to it. Think of the pet owner who is yelling at you in the exam room because of the cost of services you've recommended. They are upset and being negative because they are reacting to an emotion that is coming up for them regarding the cost of services. 
It may be shame that they don't have the money to treat their pet. It may be fear that they won't be able to provide for their family. They may be embarrassed that they let it get this bad before they came in, and now it costs more money to fix the problem. Whatever it is, they are yelling at you because they are reacting to whatever is actually going on for them. This person is trying so hard to keep that negative emotion at bay that they're just bubbling over with misdirected energy at you. This is why there is so much power in owning your emotions. When you take ownership of your feelings, this is my shame, this is my fear, this is my anger, then you are allowing yourself to experience it. What you're actually doing when you're experiencing it is you're creating that feeling within your brain. You're the one creating the feeling. You're in control of it. You're owning it. You are accepting it and taking responsibility for it. It doesn't just show up and overtake you anymore. This is my experience and I am taking ownership of it. When you allow yourself to do this, it will change your experience with your emotions and you will feel in control. It's not going to feel good. Most negative emotion doesn't feel good, but you will move through it and then you will move on. Just be with it. I love the idea of just letting it be because nothing has gone wrong. When you judge your negative emotions and think of them as things that shouldn't be happening, that is when you increase the negativity of your lived experience. When you allow yourself to experience the negative emotions, that's when you gain access to what you're thinking that's creating it in the first place. And from there, you can decide if this is something you want to keep thinking and feeling, or if it's something you want to change. And yes, it is completely fine to want to keep the feeling because nothing has gone wrong and it is the choice you are choosing to experience. A thought that can help you with this is, I'm going to let this emotion be part of my life instead of pretending like it isn't. Remember, the fear of feeling a negative emotion and the avoidance or resistance or reaction to it feel much worse than the actual emotion itself. Negative emotions are appropriate and very much a part of our lives. Experiencing them and staying present with yourself is an amazing and powerful skill that you can develop throughout your life. The more you're willing to do it, the more vast your life experience will be. This is my hope for you to live fully and truly experience the joy of being alive. I dare you to spend 10 to 15 minutes each day this week, sit with yourself and see what negative emotions come up for you. Notice what they feel like. What is so awful about it that you're always trying to avoid it? Is it really as bad as you've been telling yourself it is? Has resisting it been better than actually feeling it? How long does it last when you allow it to move through you? Are you willing to stay with the discomfort long enough 
to come out the other side. Okay, my friends, I would love it if you would share with me what negative emotions you plan to take on this week. You can comment or send me a message on Instagram at DaringDVM. Tell me what you learned. Tell me what you experienced. I want to know all the things. And remember, I love who you are. And even more than that, I love who you are becoming. Dare to dream. Dare to take on your negative emotions. Go feel your feelings. I'll be thinking of you all, and I'll see you all again next week. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come check out the Dare to Dream coaching program. It's where you can get individual help applying the concepts to your own life. This is where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will up-level your life even more. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life, I guarantee it. Come join at www.daringdvm.com. That's daringdvm.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.